Now it's time for Life Speaks with Michelle Zirkel on the air. Hello, everyone. This is Michelle Zirkel on a new episode of Life Speaks here on the air. Well, good day, everyone. Sam McKibben reporting from Mix 99.3, AM 1260, and from FM 95.7. And our station's on the air with public affairs now. We're brought to you by our hometown hospital, SOMC, Southern Isle Medical Center. Very good things happening here. Your Magic Hospital, that means excellence in nursing care. They've won that three times now. The American Nursing Credentialing Center in Baltimore, and I bet you they'll win it a fourth t- 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 as well. 3,000 employees strong out there to keep you in the fit, keeping you keep Keeping you fit, I should say, and keeping you in the pink. Let's talk about uh, writing today and how uh, how a profession uh, that can become with some people and advocation for others. We're talking to a good friend uh, of many years. This is Michelle Zirkel. And, Michelle, uh, good to see you. Stopped in uh, today, called me, and said, uh, how about doing a program? And I said, you come on in, and we'll sit down and do a program. How you doing? Hi, Sam. Hi. I'm always pleased to be here with well, you in Portsmouth Paradise. Absolutely. Where Southern Hospitality Begins. Absolutely. It is wonderful. Yes. Writing is something that I've thought about doing a number of times. I, I've sat down a couple of times. A friend of mine says, you, you want to write your book? I'll help you with it. I said, I, Terry, I'd love that. So we're going to sit down maybe this weekend and start a, start a first draft. But I guess they always say, write what you know. And I guess that's basically what you've done. Basically, it's kind of taken a, the bull by the horns and uh, sat down with your experiences in life as a teacher and as a mom and uh, certainly as a, a longtime employee and in teaching and things like that. You decided, hey, I want to write a book, and you take it from there. Absolutely. I actually had a very bizarre experience in my life that prompted me to write Rain No Evil. And so I didn't initially start off with just, I want to write a book, although I've always very much enjoyed writing. Mm -hmm. And of course, I've taught writing for 20 years in public education at the high school level. So writing has always been an important part of my life in an indirect way. But it became a much more direct way when I had this experience with the Rain No Evil, uh, mm-hmm. with an evil spirit that came in my house and the subsequent uh, healing that resulted from it, not only with my spirit, but with my, my soul and realizing my life's path needed to change. So I got involved with an energy healer in Charleston, West Virginia. So that whole story was Rain No Evil, and there's uh, that's Rain Like Water, R-A-I-N, RainNoEvil.com. If you want to check that book out, it's available on, um, of course, Kindle and, and in hard copy, actually here in Portsmouth, too, mm-hmm. at the River Bend Antique Mall. Are you on Amazon also? Oh, uh, yes, Amazon. Yes. Uh-huh. So I've got to share this story just uh, actually worldwide. I was on Coast to Coast with George Norrie yeah. from here in Portsmouth a few years ago and got to share my story with three million people worldwide. And that is, again, that's not how this started. It started with this incredible experience with this spirit that was in my house. And 
I had to write about it. I felt compelled to tell the story. And, of course, it began, as most stories do, uh, traditionally they begin orally. They begin with storytelling and, you know, the legends and the folklores. Well, this story began me telling it at ball games with where my kids would be playing ball and the community yeah, was coming sure. up to me. And, of course, uh, that spiraled into I've got to tell the story and get this written. And that's what prompted me to write my first book. Well, that's interesting. And again, I think, you, and I think you said the word "compel" there, and that means you really didn't have any choice because your 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 conscience, your psyche was telling you, you know, Michelle, you got to sit down and write this book. You got to put this on paper. Absolutely, I felt like I did not have a choice, and I do think that's the difference between someone who wants to write casually and. It feels like they have something they want to say that that there's a place for that too and there is a, a definite distinction at least in my mind and i can see it now in my life where i liked to write before yeah. but then it became i have to do this before i die i have to get this down and if i do this one thing and do it well and tell the story to the best of my ability then i can i will have done something i came here to do in this life mm-hmm. and that's that is how important it was to me. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about maybe a new book now. And it's been three years since since Rain No Evil. And what's what's the new one about? Do you have that fleshed out yet as far as what you want to do? Yes. I've actually finished the book, and I am waiting, awaiting uh, uh-huh. feedback from an agent and some publishers that I have it out there with. It's called The Emerald Island Elixir. Uh-huh. And one thing that I, I do want to, to say is that it is very it takes a lot of perseverance as uh-huh. you you hear these stories with JK Rowling and so many others that they're just about to give up and then oh this one last person they send it into this one last agent oh they get this call or they get this letter that's promising and we want more from you and i have yet to get <laughs> a lot of that um i do keep just doing what i know to do and that is i keep writing i keep learning more and I do present at writers' conferences. I go to writers' conferences. I went to pen writers um, last month, and I was able to pitch directly to an agent and to a uh, publisher, and both of them wanted me to send them information. So getting out there and finding, finding out more is the only way that you can really get into this business. It is difficult to to get in, and it's not necessarily difficult to know what you want to say, but it's difficult to do the 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 behind-the-scenes. I had someone call me the other day who um, had an association with a pen writer's member, and they had directed them to me. And so this this lady called me. I told her I would talk to her, and and I try to help people who absolutely feel like they know Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. not knowing anything about where to begin and she called me and i again i was amazed at how much i do know now that it seems it seems so obvious to me because i've been doing this so long but i do try to you know to help people in that regard um coming to to portsmouth has been very nice for me Mm -hmm. your library here is wonderful katie williams does a wonderful job putting on your authors showcase Uh, i've done that for three years now and it's always very nice to meet the community members that come out and many of them are like you you know i i want to write and you know i'm not sure Mm -hmm. where to start Mm -hmm. and the 
only thing I can tell you is just start. Even if you do set aside 30 minutes a day, yeah. you can you can find 30 minutes in a day to do just about anything. Yeah. And do it. Just write it and um, keep doing that. And it will add up. It's just kind of like exercise. You know, you, you've got to do a little bit each day. You don't have to go out and run the 5K. You know, just go out. Just get started. You know, yeah. walk around the block. Yeah. And um, that's that, that's I, my best advice. I always thought you had to start with a title, but I don't think that's true. I think you start writing, the title will come later. Exactly. Yes. The the titles. I might, if we get another title or acronym behind some of our names, you know, but um, that that doesn't always mean everything. I I was at uh, Sunrise Ranch in Loveland, Colorado last month. I've done my rounds this summer, Sam. Uh-huh. <laughs> and know. it ties into writing because the the training out there was on healing and of course as many of you know the the book rain no evil and actually the new book that i'm coming out with yeah. does deal with healing although it, the second one is fictional um it deals with with energy healing and the wounded healer is a conference that i was at out in colorado and it was with dr estes who wrote the best-selling book about 20 years ago called women who run with wolves Mm-hmm. And I read that book, and I was very pleased to have gotten in on a very long waiting list uh, for this book. Hundreds of people on it, and they called me yeah. and asked me if I would want the slot that opened up. And so I spent a week out there tr- in training with her. And one thing that she uh, she is known for is developing the trauma protocol for the Columbine victims after the Columbine oh, shooting yeah. years ago. Right. She is known worldwide for developing that protocol. And she related to us something that it ties into what you said about titles. She said there were many people that were responding to that that tragedy and they were coming and, and handing out cards and I'm you know, I'm a psychologist, I'm a psychoanalyst, I'm a counselor and this, that. Oh yeah. And right. and that was wonderful. They they had good intentions. But she said the person that helped them most that night was a lady who was standing on the hillside big old lady, big old arms mm-hmm. and saying, come here, baby, you come over here to mama and just hugging these kids. And, oh. and she said, that is what they remember. So human compassion, uh-huh. you, you, you can't learn that in no. school. No, that's just, that's just natural. Absolutely. I'll be darned. Well, anyway, we wish you certainly luck in uh, all your, your, your future adventures. And I don't, probably number two book is going to be the last one. You'll just continue on. You'll get another, another idea to uh, get something down the line here. And do you, you think you're, are you a nonfiction person or are you a fiction person? Because you've got both going now. I do actually have both going, but my first book I did write it. I wrote it as a fictional story because of the, very personal nature of the book. I changed the names uh-huh. in the book and the uh, the places, but I do like fiction as well. And this book, the Emerald Island Elixir, that I'm looking for the agent for right now, yeah. it is going to be a sequel, and it's set in Ireland, uh-huh. and it's about redemption through reincarnation. So a person okay. drinks a magic elixir and comes back as a woman. He was uh-huh. a man. Uh-huh. He comes back as a woman to redeem himself. For something that he he needed redemption for, or felt that he did, so hmm. uh, that that is something that I'm developing into a, a sequel. And the exciting thing is, the first book, the screenplay is finished on. I had a, 
screenwriter from Texas who jumped in, loved the book, and wanted to help me write the screenplay. So mm-hmm. he knew the format, and I knew the content. So together, we we got that knocked off, and I'm actually looking for an agent for Rain No Evil as well. To be, mm-hmm. I, I know it's supposed to be a movie. Where it falls out there and how that happens, I don't know. But I've learned to trust. Just sometimes all you can see is your next step. You don't really see where it's no, going. No. And if you trust, and it, it takes practice jumping into the abyss but if you do um that it, it gets easier well and that's where i'm at i think hard work preparation uh it's just you know sooner or later when you're just about to give up all of a sudden all the all the hard work pays off <laughs> i'm i'm ready for one of those letters that comes that says hey we want this you know yeah um, especially with that first one because it is so personal the I, I never planned on it being a movie but i had so many people come up to me after reading it and saying i mean even the director for the theater in ohio university yeah uh, he came up to me and said this is this is movie material and it truly is but again sometimes making making those query letters sound like what they want you know you yeah. you do have to to obviously speak your passion and be authentic yeah. but you also have to use wording that that the agent and the publisher can relate to and that's where it's been i'm still fine-tuning some things on on that end yeah. but that makes it all the i mean if we had already if we already knew everything mm-hmm. what would we be here to do right well i think probably using uh, dime store language that people uh, i know we always say our audience in broadcasting is about a seventh grade level uh, that's okay. Some people didn't have a chance to go beyond, mm-hmm. you know, beyond grade school, high school. So I think you, uh, it's not necessarily the lowest common denominator, but maybe it's only in that, in the area, but you kind of write maybe for the mass market. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, appreciate you coming in. It's about all the time we have. But again, always delightful to see you. And uh, you just kind of pop in out of the, out of the blue sometimes. And uh, it's always, <laughs> it's always. That's me. Like, I, and I'm kind of like Mary Poppins. I have everything in yeah. my bag. I am going to be, I believe, on Community Corner at some time. With, That's what, with uh, Ms. yeah. Gina, Gina Collinsworth is our, is our lady does that show. Barb Prep. They just did their, her first anniversary, Gina's first anniversary yesterday, and Barb came in, and I was I was off yesterday. I, had, I, had, I was out of town, and I said, "Oh, how'd the show go?" She, it was complete chaos. I said, well, <laughs> "Sound like sound like a good show, then?" Yeah, yes. it was. It was. So, yeah, she this this gal has uh, stepped right in. We have been so fortunate to replace people the last several years here at the radio station. We didn't have anybody leave for like eighteen years, and all of a sudden, three or four left at once. But we had everyone has been a good replacement that we've had. That's awesome. You don't always. You don't get no, that. you do not. Not one dud in the whole bunch, you know. Right. Now, radio broadcasting is, is it can be a crazy business, <laughs> you know. So that was one title I had on my on my book because I was thinking about writing one. My life in broadcasting in parentheses it sure beats working. <laughs> Talking does beat working, doesn't well, it? Well, <laughs> it really does. That's right. Yeah. Honey, thanks very much for stopping in. Uh, best of luck to you in your career, and keep us informed, and uh, you pop in any time. Thank you, Sam. Oh, you're welcome, always. Sam McKibben, that's our news and views and interviews on, again, AM 1260 and FM 95.7. Public Affairs Program, Community Bulletin Board, and brought to you by SOMC, your hometown hospital. Thanks for your company, and we'll see you down the road. Take care of yourself. Hello, everyone. This is Michelle Zirkel on a new episode of Life Speaks here on the air. You know, I want to challenge you today to trust yourself. And I say this coming from a place of very much surrendered trust this summer. I have had some amazing opportunities come about this summer, all because I did just that. I trusted 
my instincts. Had I not, those opportunities would have slipped by just like the running water that I'm watching right now flowing through the banks of the Ohio River. I got laid off from a teaching job in Columbus, Ohio, and I did not see that coming exactly the way it unfolded. However, I had signed up for a waiting list for a conference out in Colorado that I had no idea I would be able to attend. I had no days left to take off from my teaching job, and I really wanted to attend this conference with the lady who wrote Women Who Run With Wolves. It was called the Wounded Healer Training, and this was the fourth year of it, but it was during school time. I remember looking at the waiting list and thinking, well, it really wouldn't hurt anything to add myself to the waiting list for this because it was sold out and ended up in the meantime, I did get laid off. I did have the opportunity time-wise, although of course funds were a, a little more, <laughs> a little more tricky to manage, but I did manage to pay for and to get invited to this conference out at uh, Colorado at Sunrise Ranch in Loveland, Colorado. And that's out of hundreds of people who were on this waiting list that I actually had forgotten that I'd signed up for. I do remember looking at it and thinking, hmm, it really, it wouldn't hurt anything and it felt really right, but daggone, it was sold out. I had added myself to the waiting list instinctually. And it paid off. It didn't make any sense at the time even to put myself on the waiting list where there were hundreds of people waiting to be able to attend this conference. However, I did it anyway. And it did pay off. It didn't make any sense with the days that I had none of. I had no days of time in my bank to take off from work. So I would encourage you to follow your instincts, even if they don't make sense, because often, and I would have to say in my experience, more often than not, it won't make sense. What you're inspired to do, something creative or some endeavor, something you want to attend or somewhere you want to go or someone you feel inclined to talk to even. It often won't make sense, but it will come together later once you've stepped out in faith and in surrendered trust. Your gut is never wrong. Police officers use this, this ability often because they've learned to trust themselves. And those are the police officers who find the most, uh, most times they're, they're led to the person they're looking for, the suspect in the case, they solve the crime, whatever it may be. You are on a mission here to find happiness in a way, to learn to know yourself, to be able to pull all the pieces of yourself together into one cohesive whole unit. And you're already whole. You just don't see that you are. So I would encourage you to learn to trust yourself. And the only way that I have found to truly be able to do that 
just in a nutshell, is to take the chances that you are inclined to take. I know this isn't easy. I absolutely understand that to my core, that it's not easy. I moved five times last year from one uh, predicament into another, which I know I was being led. I had moved in with my aunt who was uh, very ill and I wanted to help her out. And so I'd moved in with her and she was in the process of selling her house. Well, the house sale did not proceed as she had planned due to some unforeseen circumstances. So she ended up having to move out of her house in a foreclosure. And when that happened, I again found myself looking for where I was going to hang my hat, so to speak. And it was all right because I, I just took it one day at a time. I knew that the opportunity would arise that I was supposed to take. So I found a wonderful long-term bed and breakfast. The first person that I'd reached out to just felt really right. And it was a family, a, a doctor and his wife and, and two lovely children that I ended up staying with for the remainder of, of that school year. I truly know when you're feeling right now, oh, I, I want to do this or that, but I can't because I, I just don't know how it's going to turn out. Well, we don't always know how it's going to turn out, but I can tell you one thing for sure. I can't promise you how things are going to turn out, but I promise you if you don't take the step into the dark where you don't know where you're going, but it feels just right, I can promise you that you will wonder what would have happened had you done so and that you will not experience the growth in your personal life and that actually permeates out into everyone around you. It's, it's a ripple effect. What changes inside of you and blossoms inside of you, it ripples out into all of those in your environment. And they will feel either the stagnation from you being afraid and not stepping out, or they will feel that wonderful, glorious, expansive joy that's inside of you when you do step out and realize your instincts are not going to lead you astray. Now, with that being said, too, they you often will step out and do something and it will turn out differently than you expected. Just like I took the job in Columbus, totally felt right. I knew it was right. And it was about... It was more than halfway through the school year. Actually, it was it was about four months before school let out that I was unexpectedly laid off. So that part of it didn't exactly work out like I'd planned, but it did work out in the respect that it gave me what I needed at the time I needed it, which was an income, a steady income, and it gave me a lot of uh, social interaction that I needed with work coworkers and such, which also freed me up when I did get laid off to be able to to do some wonderful wonderful activities this summer. For instance, going to Denver, Colorado, well, Loveland, Colorado, and studying with Dr. Clarissa Picola Estes, who wrote Women Who Run with Wolves. 
That was one of many adventures I've had this summer. I hope you tune in for future episodes of Life Speaks here on the air because I have some wonderful just... Some people would call miraculous. That word to me is an everyday occurrence anymore, so I tend to not use it. But for purposes of explaining um, some of the things I'm going to share with you, some of the life occurrences and revelations that have come about to inspire me to share these with you, I will use the word miraculous. This is truly a life of miracles. Thanks for tuning in. This is Michelle Zirkle.